0: hey everybody welcome back to the fifth seal episode 11 i'm your host the evangelical norm the fifth seal is a podcast to bring awareness to the persecuted church around the world and to count down the top countries on open doors usa's world watch list which is why the episode numbers go backwards yesterday was 12 today's 11 tomorrow's 10 and so on uh This is November is Persecuted Church Awareness Month, and so we count down from the 1st to the 30th, the top 30 countries, and then throughout the rest of the year from January to October, we count down from 50 to 31. So we get all 50 countries on the world watch list, but the majority of them happen in the month of November. We do an episode every single day. So that's a little background on the podcast for those who might be joining today for the first time. Um, And all that being said, it is friday november 20th and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world this from worthynews.com thousands flee after militants behead christians in mozambique aid workers say thousands of desperate people many of them christians have fled an area after, an area in northern mozambique after islamist fighters killed dozens of villagers Police confirmed that militants linked to the Islamic State terrorist group beheaded and dismembered over 50 people in Mozambique's Cabo Delgado province last week. Quote, we saw the bags hanging in the trees, unquote, recalled a young Mozambican boy after fleeing Quinsanga village. The boy, identified as Antonio to protect his identity, was recalling a massacre near his home quote, a lot of body parts were in the bags, unquote, added Antonio in remarks obtained by worthy news through aid group Barnabas Fund, quote, the people were killed and their bodies were chopped up. They put them in the bags and hung them up. So when we came back, we saw the bags hanging from the trees, unquote. Barnabas Fund noted that three days of, quote, savage violence, unquote, over the November 6th to 8th period impacted several villages in Cabo Delgado province. Muatade village, for instance, became an execution ground as more than 50 people were beheaded and chopped into pieces by ferocious Islamist militants, Christians said. In Nanjaba, in Nanjaba village, gunmen were reportedly shouting, Allahu Akbar stormed into the community, setting homes alight, beheading villages, villagers and abducting women. Cabo Delgado province has suffered a series of gruesome attacks since 2017. Some 2,000 people were killed and about 430,000 left homeless by the conflict in the majority Muslim region, according to official estimates. Christians, as well as moderate Muslims and others rejecting the Islamist-Jihadist ideology, are targets, according to aid workers familiar with the situation. So, again, just a, a, a... Horrible, tragic story of, of what happens to our Christian brothers and sisters in these different areas of the world where um, Islamic State is still very active, where um, Islamic fundamentalists are the majority and Christians are in the religious minority. So continue to pray for our brothers and sisters uh, in the area of Mozambique. This from uh, persecution.org. That's what page will come up. Sir, Syrian mercenaries a serious threat to Caucasus, to Caucasus Christians. While visiting the Holy See on Wednesday, the Armenian ambassador—that is actually not the story I wanted to read. Sorry, looking at this backwards, and I actually read them backwards. All right, this is actually the first story. Turkey again confuses faith tourism with religious freedom. This is what happens when you do live stuff. Turkey has again confused faith, tourism, and religious freedom in the announcement that the Amira Monastery has been partially restored. It is acknowledged that the Emira Monastery is an important Christian site in the eastern Black Sea region, but the fact that Christians in this area suffered a genocide which nearly el- eliminated their presence was ignored. Rather than taking steps to bring healing to those communities who have suffered genocide, their religious and cultural sites are instead turned into cultural tourism sites that help fund the state's activities. Because Turkey's Christians lack a clear legal identity, their ability to regain ownership over their own churches and monasteries is severely limited. The fate of many Christian sites is instead determined by the state, who often turns these sites into into other cultural tourism sites or mosques. The Christians whom these locations historically belong to are rarely consulted. So this is just a, a, a what happens again when governments become the persecutor of, of the Christians. In Turkey, there is no real religious freedom. On paper, it says that they have it. Churches can be registered with the state, but if they're not registered with the state as an officially recognized church, these smaller churches and so on, have no legal rights and a lot of them come from uh, larger churches that in the past have been shut down or like with the Amara monastery, taken away from the Christians in those areas. And then Turkey takes those, they restore them, but they use them as just religious tourism rather than restoring them and giving them back to the, the Christian groups that they were taken from. So pray for our, our brothers and sisters in Turkey that they will gain religious freedom again at at some point and that brings us to our world watch list for today number 11 which is Syria a few facts about Syria the region is the Middle East persecution type is Islamic oppression and the persecution level is extreme the population of Syria is 18,499,000 of which about 744,000 are Christians so uh, just a very small percentage of the population. The main religion is Islam, the government is a presidential republic, and the leader of Syria is President Bashar al-Assad. The country's country's years-long civil war has left it in turmoil and Christians have not been spared from the suffering. Christians are caught in the crossfire between government troops and rebel forces, especially at the front lines. Additionally, Christians are at risk if forces antagonistic to Christianity rule their home regions. Even in more secure parts of Syria, Christians who have converted from Islam face pressure and discrimination from their communities. Due to their public visibility, the leaders of historical churches are particularly targeted for abduction but baptist evangelical and pentecostal congregations are also in a vulnerable position as they are known for their they are known more for their western orientation fragmentation lack of strong leadership and lack of foreign spokesperson like a pope or a bishop who can speak out on their behalf in areas controlled by radical islamic groups most historic churches have been either demolished or used as islamic centers Public expression of Christian faith in these regions are prohibited, and church buildings or monasteries cannot be repaired or restored, irrespective of whether the damage was collateral or intentional. Christians who convert from Islam are often put under pressure by their family, as conversion brings great dishonor to the family. This is particularly true in majority Sunni areas, where converts risk being expelled from their family homes or worse, Pressure from the family is somewhat less intense in Kurdish areas, as the Kurdish Sunnis are generally less radical. On July 11, 2019, the Syrian Orthodox Church of the Virgin Mary in Kamishili, northeastern Syria, was targeted in a car bomb attack. State media reported that 11 civilians were injured, the church gate was dented, and nearby shops severely damaged. On May 12, 2019, the Christian town of al Bayah in northwestern Syria came under heavy assault. As a result of heavy shelling, five young children died who were playing near a monastery during a Sunday school gathering, including their teacher. Four others were injured. One week later, a sixth, sixth child died of his injuries in november 2018 according to syrians for truth and justice a radical islamic group seized 400 houses and 50 shops owned by christians in the province of idlib reportedly the violent group considered such property to be the spoils of war as a result of loss of property and violation of their rights most of the christians in idlib have moved to government-held areas or abroad so some prayer points for syria Many children are failing to receive an education as a result of the war and Christian children are particularly vulnerable as many Christian schools have been closed or damaged. Pray for educational opportunities for these children. Centers of Hope, Open Doors Project in Syria serve as an extension of the church and provide a wide variety of programs that include children and youth activities, food distribution, discipleship courses, trauma counseling services, delivering meals to the elderly and many more. Pray for strength for the many volunteers who serve in the 16 Centers of Hope all over Syria. Continue to pray for peace in Syria. The fighting there is complex, and ordinary people are suffering greatly. Pray for a true resolution. And pray for continued wisdom and discernment for church leaders as they guide their churches through uncertain times of war and conflict. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again, for this time we have to come together to join our voices as we lift up our brothers and sisters around the world. We thank you that you have provided a means for us, a a medium that we can use, the social media and YouTube and and things like this on the internet where we can gather together across great distances and even across uh, the span of time, Lord, as, as many people will watch this hours or even days from now and still join their voices together with us as we pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you lord we lift up our brothers and sisters in this area of mozambique we pray for the families who have lost loved ones we pray that that you would strengthen their faith lord um, in the face of of horrible persecution Uh, we pray that that you would in in spite of the persecution they endure that you would continue to raise up evangelists and people who are boldly willing to proclaim the gospel and uh, call others to repentance and faith in you, Lord, and that you would use that to, to draw people to yourself, that we would see more and more of these these Islamic oppressors uh, become brothers and, and no longer be enemies of the cross. Lord, we pray for um, our brothers and sisters in Turkey who are continually... Uh, um, persecuted by uh, state officials and government officials taking their land taking their churches and rather than restoring these to the the rightful churches that that should own them Lord they restore them and make them places of, of tourism for uh, for the state's benefit and no longer benefiting your your church and your bride Lord and and so we do pray that that you would, uh, step in and intervene with the government in Turkey that you would make religious freedom a real thing, and that these places would re- be restored to places of worship where you can be glorified, Lord. And we pray for our brothers and sisters in Syria. We do pray for the children who are uh, neglected of of any kind of education there, Lord. We pray that that you would provide opportunities, even if it has to be through. We would actually prefer that there would be some kind of a homeschooling. Uh, group that would would rise up in that area where christian parents can uh can school their homeschool their own kids and and provide the education that they need as well lord we do pray for the centers of hope and the volunteers that work there as they continue to provide uh food and emotional and and therapy and counseling and all the things that are, are done there lord discipleship courses most of all that that you would raise up teachers and, dis- and disciples in these areas that will help uh, the Christians in Syria grow more in their faith in you and become more mature in their faith. Lord, we pray for um, peace in this country, that the, the fighting and, and the wars would end and that, the, that people would be able to uh, just live without fear of, of war in their area. And God, we pray for wisdom for the church leaders there, as they, as they lead churches in, in this area, God, that you would um, raise them up to be bold leaders. That, and again, that they would speak uh, boldly and proclaim the gospel boldly in these areas, even uh, with the threat of, of persecution, that your gospel would be mm. proclaimed far and wide, Lord. And uh, that in all these things that you would receive glory and you would use them to draw people to yourself. And it's for your glory and in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me. Sorry for the little bit of confusion there. Um, It's a lot of times I get my stories from from one source, uh, persecution.org. I really felt like that Mozambique story needed to be shared. And so as I saw that come across and it got a little confusing and just got things backwards. So uh, thanks for enduring uh, the amateur Uh, stylings of the evangelical norm on uh, this podcast but i do appreciate you guys joining us and praying for our brothers and sisters again if you know anybody who would be willing to give up 15 to 20 minutes of their day to join us as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world please invite them to come to the fifth seal facebook page Just hit the join button. I'll get them approved and get them added to that group. They can go over to the YouTube channel, The Evangelical Norm. Hit the subscribe button there and get all the different stuff, all the different content that is released there. And also, if if you don't have time to sit down and and watch a 15 to 20 minute video, uh, you can grab the audio podcast where you can just put in your earbuds, listen and and pray along with us while you're out doing whatever it is that you do uh, during the day with your earbuds in. And again, thank you so much for joining us uh, and lifting up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. And as always, preach the gospel at all times, use words, they're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.